What is Evolved Beyond? A podcast that touches on life's experiences and in turn guides you to your greatest wisdom truth and energetic potential we are your hosts i'm michael adams human behavior specialist and i'm amy elizabeth energy evolution mentor together we dive deep so you can accelerate your highest evolution and align with who you were born to be we are asking our listeners to come with an open mind and strongly encourage trying on a new way of thinking to transcend reoccurring patterns and themes once and for all. It is in acceptance and responsibility that we are able to do that for ourselves and our life's path. We invite you to dive deep with us and evolve beyond. Welcome to Evolve Beyond. I'm Amy Elizabeth. And I'm Michael Adams, and we're really excited to be here sharing this time and space with you. Well, let's get the ball rolling. We thought it would be a really good idea to dive a little deeper into the pillars that form the foundation of Evolve Beyond, which are experiencing greater wisdom, truth, and energetic potential. I can't wait to get started on this, Amy. So let's go with um, pillar number one first, which is wisdom. Uh, so give us an insight to your understanding of wisdom. Well, I'd love to. Wisdom, for me, occurs through experience. It's very different than knowledge, but I believe it gets misconstrued often because people think it's something you know. And in truth, it's something you experience on a kinesthetic level that becomes ingrained within you. You might even say it's like a level of mastery because it's a part of you, not just something that you've experienced. Does that make sense, Michael? It does. And what, and what about you? How would you define wisdom? Well, for me, very, very similar. I would say wisdom is not something you can be taught. It's something that you experience. And in experiencing it, you share it. And at the individual level, it's also that kind of sense of inner strength. It's a calm place you come to where you do all your reasoning and you look at things with absolute clarity. Mm -hmm. It's not making things complicated. It's, it's being real. And sometimes we get that from children. Children, because they haven't got all of this other stuff in their learned experience, they say the wisest things. They really do. I agree. Again, it, it, it's simplified things. It's not being dramatic, but being real. And it's almost like, sorry to interrupt you, it's almost <laughs> like a level of like what I would call clear cognizant. It's this direct knowing. Because like I was saying, it's ingrained within you. And it's something that it's when you know what you know, what you know, that is wisdom because you've experienced it so many times, mm -hmm. it is already, it's the way. And that's a nice way of putting it, saying it's the way, because again, there's that moment of absolute clarity and also simplicity. And it's always profound. It's always, oh, if I only I understood that before, or that's really made that clear and and it's a bit like that information has, has come from nowhere and it's interesting because we also experience it uh, collectively and we've been doing so for centuries our ancestors used to always practice rituals and different things that brought us together that allowed us to not only connect to each other but connect to the environment for the purpose of having a better human experience which gave us a sense of oneness. 
And you know, Michael, the other thing about wisdom is I find that the quietest person in the room is the wisest. And then all of a sudden they drop this one liner that just penetrates through your cells. And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. it's that moment of clarity again. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. absolute clarity where it was always there, but you didn't see it. And this teaching came along and now you're looking at this same space and experience very, very differently. Well, and you can feel it when there's a presence that comes into the room that's wise. You can feel it. You can feel that they've experienced many things in their life and they carry it with them. Not like wrinkles on their face. It doesn't mean that the person has to be old, like you said. It's just that it's so unburdened and so vulnerable and so raw <laughs> and so completely in your face that it penetrates you in a way that's unexplainable. Well, you've just reminded me of an experience I had in the presence of Deepak Chopra. The setting was a room where he was giving a talk and he walked into the room with this amazing silence uh, where he just glided to the stage and, and he spoke in such a way with uh, this low resonance voice that reached the back of the room. Everybody could hear him, but he wasn't shouting. He was just present. And I remember him saying, opening up and saying something like, there is a creature and it was some form of chameleon that had a 360 degree view on its eye. And he just said, can you imagine what the room would look like to that creature. And it blew me away because it was the first time I really connected to we can be in the same space, but not seeing the same thing. And that mm -hmm. was Perspective. wisdom in, in, a, in full effect. Mm -hmm. I think many people would think that it's confidence when somebody comes into a room like that, but really it's, I call it the power of the pause. You know, it's this pause that stills the room because there's such a completeness and a comforting to someone who holds such a strong energetic space because of their deep knowing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. And also there is the metaphysical and our connection to the metaphysical. And I know this is a field that you do a lot of work in. So maybe it's good for you to expand on wisdom and its relationship to the metaphysical. Yes, I'd love to expand on the metaphysical. And I've heard before, Michael, you call it a collective wisdom, which is a powerful medium that's practiced through ritual by our ancestors. And I believe that one of the reasons we do these rituals is so that we can be connected, something greater than us, that interconnectedness. And some people call it God, some people call it source or the divine, and some people call it their higher self. And I think that any time we can connect to something outside of ourselves and we can be less of us and more of it, it allows us to tap into something greater. And that's where that ultimate wisdom comes from. That's how we pull from our past lives and past experiences and that's how we come forward fully connected in this experience. It's almost like Neo in the Matrix. And you know how, if you've ever seen that movie, how he gets downloaded with information and they plug it into the back of his head. And it's really interesting because it is truly what happens for us when we go back into our Akasha or the library of past lives. 
and start to bring those memories and completely remember who we used to be forward into this lifetime so that we can create this beautiful golden threaded quilt of consciousness around us. And that's how we become more wise is when we remember, but it happens through that interconnectedness and the allowing ourselves to be led and guided by something greater than us. That's a wonderful description. And it touches upon lots of different aspects of the human experience, some of which many of us are in denial about, actually. But mm -hmm. it's there. And I think that wisdom actually shows us that it's there. It's almost self-prophesizing in that way, uh, which mm -hmm. brings us to an interesting place, which is pillar number two, the truth. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what would you like to say about truth, Amy? Truth is a version of integrity. And that's my number one value. Anyone who knows me knows that that's a big part of my life, my lifestyle. It's all about walking your talk and being in alignment with what you know from an internal depth that's unexplainable. And it is like mm -hmm. the guiding light or the beacon that always guides you back to self when you become lost from the self. And some people may call it like our internal GPS system. Right, because if you relate to it like an internal GPS system, then you have no hiding place. You really don't, because if you're the only one that knows something, you still know it. Now, I know that that sounds like some deep shit, but it's true. The issue for me is that truth in the human experience is kind of used as a manipulative bargaining tool for those who know and those who don't, because... If you know a truth and you're not sharing it, we are in a whole space of manipulation. And this is what we do to each other as human beings. Another example is the way in which truth is used as a mechanism to influence and control your tribe. We see it everywhere from all kinds of groups, whether they exist on the right side or the left side. Mm -hmm. um, it's there. And truth in its purest form has no such agenda. It's something that's universal and it is simply being present. No judgment, no gatekeeping, just unpolluted reality. For me, experiencing the truth is to really to live unconditionally. Right, Michael. And I think that there's something to say about that because there's something called truth, which is ours. And then there's something that's true, which could be Fox or CNN talking about the exact same thing, but having a completely mm -hmm. different side of the story. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's very important for us to understand why we need to understand our own truth and what is our guiding force and what are we always coming back to this is why we have values and this is why we have core belief systems so that we understand what our principles that we live by and that guide us back to our home base every single time so we don't get swayed by emotional drama that gets put into our field and all that programming i mean it's constant bombardment of viewpoints 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 and fear and I don't mean to make this sound like some kind of an agenda that I'm having against the media because I don't, 
But I'm just saying I choose not to participate in that because I don't want it to affect what I know is true or even sway me in a direction because one day I might not be as grounded and hear someone's belief system that's true to them that, you know, might knock me off kilter. And I know it happens to people all the time. Well, I think that you're making a point that is extremely powerful and has many layers to it. Because to a degree, a lot of our human experience in the quote unquote developed societies is all about keeping the drama alive. Right. And so therefore consumerism and stuff like that exists because of drama. Our media, our networks exist because of the human experience of creating dramas. So we feed into a machine. And it's interesting that you use the reference point, the matrix earlier on. And that's what that was talking about. That's what that was showing. Exactly. Was that These are realities that we've created. That doesn't make them a genuine reality. Therefore, are they genuine truths? Right. Yeah, it's almost disrespecting those who have come before us. Very good point. I've never actually looked at it like that but now you said it that that's actually uh resonated with me and you've taken me back to our first pillar their wisdom <laughs> <laughs> well let's move on to our third pillar energetic potential amy i see you chomping at the bit so you go thank you well i believe that everything is energy and that we're all just made up of energy and energetic potential, to me, is the upward trending spiral of energy that is connected to oneness. And your potential is as great as your belief will allow. It is a vibration that we expand into. And my feeling is the connection to the greater whole of all. So just envision this for a moment, that there's a spider web above all of your heads. And it's the spider web of consciousness. I call it the worldwide web of consciousness. And that's where souls tap into when they're in a meditative state and re-energize into higher states of being like joy and unconditional love and really a sense of wholeness. And remember, where there's wholeness, there's no lack, there's no scarcity. And when we live in these spaces, then only possibility and opportunity or energetic potential can live. And that's where we're at our most healthiest. And that's how we completely and totally are able to materialize our manifestations, our dreams and our desires. And that to me is energetic potential. What you've done there is uh, projected positivity. And I say that because as sapiens, many of us have kind of lost the wisdom of the ancients who would ritualistically connect us to all the energy that was around them. And they do that so that we could make positive contributions to our lives. Oh, and we're going to dive into that. And we need to, because we lead these consumer-led lives, which have created a myriad of layers that, that stop that connection between our inner soul and the relationship that we have with the universe. Stripping away all of those layers allows us to enjoy the simplicity of what we should all have, which is joyful existence. And... Let us, you know, realize our full energetic potential. The universe is constantly talking to us, but are we listening? Are we? 
I, I have my doubts. The dialogue has to be multi-dimensional. Our human ego can be a barrier to universal oneness. And after all, all we are is energy in human form. Thank you, Michael, for that beautiful breakdown. And that concludes our brief introduction to Evolve Beyond. Throughout the life of this series, we will journey together to positively experience a deeper understanding of self and our purpose in this world. You deserve the life you came here to live. And if that resonates with you, then join us as we connect and celebrate consciously what we can achieve now and in our immediate future. We believe as a community, we will evolve beyond. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us on our next episode where we will be asking you to evolve beyond your patterns. Who is Amy Elizabeth? Amy's formal background is in psychology and education. And over the past two decades, she has coupled this with multiple forms of energy medicine to assist her clients in identifying and living their highest evolution. She believes evolution is an everyday choice that we can all access and her work focuses on assisting you to clear and create pathways to a fulfilling, majestic and holistic spiritual existence. She utilizes ancient tools and rituals backed by scientific methods to achieve this. Having worked with high achievers, influencers, many decorated officers, professional athletes, business leaders, and entrepreneurs, she has co-created a map to navigate living the life you were created to live in connectivity, joy, and peace. Who is Michael Adams? Michael is a human behavior specialist who focuses on psychology and talking therapies. He is also an internationally respected marketing consultant, mentor, business growth strategist, and public speaker. In a professional career that spans over 40 years, he has practiced in the areas of elite professional sport, corporate business, public and private sector environments. In the past decade, his focus has been in the field of personal development, looking at improving individuals' dialogue with themselves in order to reach their full potential in life. He continues to develop new techniques that can be simply deployed by individuals in their everyday lives.